Welcome to Uncontained, episode 182, and I speak with rapper CJ Soul. He just dropped an album on Friday, September 27th, titled Beat of Your Heart. We talk about that in this episode, along with his writing process and how there is no such thing as writer's block and gaining control by giving up control. It sounds very... I don't know, counterintuitive to give up control to gain control, but uh, it seems to be working for him and he has a good explanation behind it. So that is all coming up on the show today. If you've been enjoying the episodes, please make sure you're following us on social media. It is at Uncontained Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, make sure you stop in, say hello, make sure, uh, you know, you continue to uh, stay up to date with what's going on with Uncontained. And oh, you can also check us out at uncontainedpod.com, where there is a nice little Amazon banner at the top of the page if you want to help support the show. So I won't keep you waiting any longer for this episode. It's a fun one. And uh, yeah, it's also informative for anybody who's going through the career creative process so uh tune in listen up this is how cj soul lives uncontained but first here's the title track off of his new album that dropped on friday available online for purchase and streaming uh, download digitally or you can check out his website to get to get a physical copy of cd or vinyl either one uh, from his website the link will be in the show notes this is the title track off of his new cd beat of your heart I mean, I'm grateful for this life. I don't take nothing for granted, but to live on the planet where I'd be reprimanded if I just couldn't stand for the way the things are handled. I just don't understand it, because I believe that we can find the peace if we can find the needs of the people. And if everybody sees that we're equal, then how could I perceive the judge? Especially knowing that we all came from the same man above. And how much hate does it take for a man to love? I need an answer till I give it, I'll be sitting up. Told me, hold on, a change is coming soon. And if we work together, we can weather the storm. X demanded reform, this perception a separation. Unite the nation and ignite the world's elevation. Spawn the evolution, define the solution. Stop polluting the minds of the youth and feed the truth. The change losing you and me. Yeah. 
how are you doing today, CJ? Doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show today. And, uh, man, so as I said, I as we were talking earlier, thank you for responding to uh, the post in uh, Gigs LA. That group has really helped out the show a lot. And, uh, you know, I uh, got some great guests from there. So uh, no pressure, no pressure or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all love, you know. <laughs> all right all right well thank you for coming on man so um i was listening to some of your music today as i was in uh on my commute off of your like 2016 release i believe it was that's on soundcloud right now yeah and i was kind of i was kind of digging it man there was one that actually uh good day it actually kind of reminded me like it could be a soundtrack song all right like like in in like a movie, I was thinking I could like awesome. picture a scene where people are starting to like move on up a little bit, being like life is good now. We used to have yeah. a little, but you know now it's good. I probably slaughtered the lyrics a little bit, but, <laughs> but you got the gist of what we were talking about, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's cool, man. So, uh, first of all, like, how long have you been uh, been in the rap game? Ooh, I've been doing this for about fifteen years now. Yeah, since 15 I was about, years. about 15 years, yeah. But uh, this is my first <laughs> the first album I've, uh, I've put out. Is this going to be a full length that you're putting out? Yes, yeah, full length album. Uh, there's nine songs in the album. Uh, and there's actually a, a meaning behind the nine songs. Uh, my biggest inspiration uh, for music in general is Michael Jackson. And his okay. album, his album Thriller, was is the number one album right, of all time. And that, that album had nine songs on it. So, oh, okay. All right. Uh, I actually heard that. Oh God, I can't remember who it was, but I heard that it got surpassed uh, by somebody recently. Um, yeah. God, I can't, I can't remember who it was. So this is a very bad trivia point right now. My guess would be Beyonce. <laughs> no, it wasn't Beyonce. It was somebody that you wouldn't necessarily think of uh, like, factoring in online plays and everything like that i'll I'll probably i'll probably have to google it a little bit later and then put it in like the show notes or at the end of the show and be like hey the song i was talking about was this or the album i was talking about with this but um but that's cool you did it uh nine songs based off of thriller which was actually i actually had that back in the day on on vinyl yeah it was my first nice. it was my first album ever nice. so i still have the vinyl you do yeah. nice i, I yeah. have it somewhere just not with me probably at my parents house or something like yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> right on dude so um so 15 years how did you get into uh rap did you start out rapping or with michael jackson as an influence did you start out singing um no nah, actually my first love growing up was basketball uh okay and since i was since i could walk i've been able to dribble the ball so that's always been my thing uh up until probably when i was like middle school high school age um that's when my friends and i my sister and a couple friends from the from the block we would put on like uh sketch comedy shows for the adults whenever we have like get-togethers at the house and stuff like that right and and what that ended up evolving to was uh us writing parodies to like, you know, popular songs from back then. And we would take, you know, take the lyrics and make them funny. And uh, I was like, I'm kind of good at this. Let me see how it works when I actually talk about, you know, 
other stuff that's not funny, you know, uh, you know, so it's like yeah, serious real, song, real songs. Yeah. So I would make, start making real songs back then. All I knew about was basketball. So I, that's all I wrote about. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, as I got older, started to experience more things and I draw inspiration from all kinds of different things. And, you know, I, I fell in love with music. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. What were some of the parodies that you came up? Do you remember any of them? <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> a friend of mine and I were actually like going back and listening to old stuff the other day, and uh, yeah, we did. Um, we did. We turned "Sexy" back by Justin Timberlake into "Love Handles" back. We turned. <laughs> uh, we turned uh, "Soul Survivor" by Akon and Young Jeezy to "Cheese Survivor." Um, it was told a song about grilled cheese. The characters were bacon and grilled cheesy. Like we did bacon and grilled cheesy. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with stuff, man. <laughs> right on, right on. That that's always fun messing around with stuff. I I don't know about you, but I always enjoyed like listening to like Weird Al and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one thing that always caught me about Weird Al is like no matter what genre it was, he always captured kind of a similarity to that artist. Yeah. Like it could be like TLC, it could be Nirvana, it could be Puff Daddy. Right. And he kind of gets the essence of them, you know, and in the parody. And it's like you haven't made it unless Weird Al's covered your song. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is a, definitely a form of admiration, you know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And the only one who was upset about it was Coolio. Coolio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the best ones. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, I don't know if he knows how how much how popular that was. Maybe he was upset cuz it got more popular than the actual song. <laughs> For real. But anyway, enough about that. So you started uh rapping about basketball and slowly evolving as your life experience changed so this album that you came up your full-length album nine songs beat of your heart like what what is the content of this album um the content of this album actually the four songs that are on my soundcloud right now are part of the album that was the ep okay um kind of just putting it out to you know while i was working on the album that's when i put those out and uh you know, just to kind of give a preview of what of what's to come. Uh, so those songs are going to be on it. Um, the title track is actually what sparked everything because I was working on a lot of songs. You know, trying to you know put together this album over this time, and then uh, someone came to me with uh, with some music that he made, and he wanted me to rap on it. And he told me like the subject matter that he was you know he wanted me to to write about. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different things going on in the world, um, and uh, so he was. You know, he wanted it to be like a positive song, something about okay. uplifting, uplifting people and, you know, bringing people together and things like that. And so that's where Beat of Your Heart kind of came from. Uh, and we ended up getting, I ended up, <laughs> it was almost like my little version of We Are the World. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, in this industry, I've, I've, I meet a lot of people, right? And so yeah. a, lot of, a lot of very talented people. Um, so a lot of my friends and people who I've met over time, I've brought them all together, all these different artists and built somewhat of a choir and they all sang and, and then they all actually did their own little individual things with it as well. So they, and that kind of created the song beat of your heart. And so when I was okay. writing the song, uh, that's when it dawned on me that the album, that's, that's what the album was going to be called. And, and that's kind of, you know, what tied everything together. 
Uh, and yeah, man, it was great. <laughs> right on. So who was, uh, who was the artist that came to you uh, suggesting that he wanted to do something positive or wanted you to rap on something of his? Um, his name is Eric Ortiz. Uh, he's a guitarist, an amazing guitarist. Actually, he's performed with me a few times and, uh, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, he was working on production and things like that. So he produced this beat and yeah, he came to me and, you know, he wanted me to rap on it. And I went to his studio and we wrote it and it was, I was so excited and I was just like, man, this is great. I'll call him (laughs) up. I literally like the moment that I realized that that was the name of the album. I literally called him. Um, (laughs) and I told him, I said, yo, that's, that's, that's the title track for the album. Like, this is it. Like, like the beat of your heart. That's, that's what the album is, you know? Nice, yeah. nice, and please, please tell me he was eating grilled cheese at the time because that yeah. make it full circle back <laughs> exactly. to the parody days. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, that's cool. So, for some reason, I think I've I've heard his name before, whether it's from another guest of mine that I've had on the show or or what. I haven't had him on the show yet, but I've I've heard the name Eric Ortiz before. I'll have to have yeah. to maybe check him out a little bit. Yeah. So, Beat of Your Heart, kind of the we are the world of, of your album. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what is it that made you, besides uh, Eric Ortiz asking you to do something positive, what else made you decide to uh, have a positive aspect to your music? So, growing up, <laughs> I, I wasn't really allowed to listen to rap so much growing up. And even, it wasn't even so much that I wasn't allowed to. It was because uh, I listened to a lot of rap uh yeah growing up but most of the music that i heard was music that my parents played and they played a lot of r&b and they played a lot of uh you know songs from like the 70s and the 80s um okay you know, and so uh and any any artist that was like current when i was a kid it was more like along the lines of jill scott erica badu maxwell you know and people like that uh and so those were those are the guys who i, I draw most of my inspiration from and also just the way that I was raised and the way that I was taught to live my life and go about my life. Uh, you know, everything that I do is, 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 you know, carried by positivity. And so, nice. Um, you know, and I, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of work with kids and, and stuff like that. So a lot of people look up to me. I had little cousins. I have little cousins that, that look up to me and they learned the lyrics to all my songs when they were little, you know? And so, uh, <laughs> I take all that kind of stuff into considerations. Like if I'm going to have them reciting like my songs and stuff like that, they can't be cursing every other line and talking about all kinds of different things that, that don't reflect actually what, what my life is and what, what my intentions for my life is, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, dude. Like I have a few nephews and if they were like reciting like stuff for that, that I've done or whatever, not, I, I don't do rap, but I've done stand up comedy and stuff. Some, some yeah. of the jokes I wouldn't want to hear my little nephew saying, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> right, right, right. I'd probably get in trouble from their parents if, uh, if that happened, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I got you, man. You want to be a positive influence for, for your little nephews and, and other people, you know, right, right. So you got the inspiration from Eric Ortiz for this song. What about what about the rest of the album? What were some of the influence that went into making this album? It was a lot of different things, uh, just things that happened in my life. Uh, like for instance, the uh, the Living Good track that that we mentioned earlier. Uh, that song is kind of just about like where I come from, and okay, and like how you said, uh, like people, you know, talking about 
you know, different things or all the different opinions about, you know, what it is that you do and if you're going to be able to do it and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and um, so I drew, I drew inspiration from that, uh, you know, cause when I first started rapping people, like, like I was in high school and people knew me as a basketball player, you know, and that's, that's just what I did, yeah. you know? And so when I started rapping, people were like, what, you know, and I actually Are you trying to be Shaq or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody wants to be a rapper. Right. And so it's just like, uh, you know, and I actually, um, <laughs> I was different, man. As a kid, I put together this, uh, this performance for like an assembly, a random assembly. I can't even remember what, remember what it was about, but, um, I performed for the assembly. Right. And I remember, I will never yeah. forget this. I'll never forget this moment. Uh, there's a, it was a call and response part of the song and I did the call part and everybody was supposed to say the response and it was like crickets. And Oh, that's always the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a trip and I was, I was, but I didn't freeze. You know what I mean? Like I, if it, it hurt, you know, <laughs> cause I was like, dang, nobody yeah. said anything, but I kept doing it and I, and I finished the performance. Right. And I remember for like weeks after that, you know, people would, you know, tease me about it and everything like that. And so, but uh, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. And so I just kept it pushing and now I'm doing what I do, you know? Right on, man. Right on. So that's a big lesson though. You know, you had it, like, if you would have stopped, like after they didn't give a response, you would have got it a lot worse than people just giving you a little crap about no response, you know? Right, it been, right. That would have been like a defining moment of my high school career or something like that. You know what I mean? That's the point. Yeah. That's, that's the moment in the movie where like the, the, the person like pauses and narrates, that was me. Or this or whatever, you know? I was like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, going back to the Life is Good song, yeah. um, like... That's the title of it, right? I didn't mess it up, or is it Living Good? Uh, living Good, yeah. Living, living Good, good. Living mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Life is Good was another guest of mine. He had a track out, uh, Rocky Peters. Um, nice. But um, so Living Good, that that song kind of relates can, or could relate to anybody who is kind of in the entertainment industry as well, too, you know, because yeah. starting out, it's rough, like that high school performance of yours where you didn't get the didn't get the response that you wanted. But as you keep going, as you keep on um, pushing ahead, it's like you build a fan base or build some of the skills you need to to go through. And then all of a sudden you like look back, you're like, wow, I've came a long way. Right. And, it's a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now when I perform, people sing my songs, so it's still a little different now. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's got to be a nice feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when was the moment that you decided that hey, rap is for me? And like, I'm sure you still love basketball, but when was it like I'm pursuing rap over basketball? <laughs> um, I didn't grow. That's one thing. <laughs> 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 so yeah, to get to the NBA, it's kind of hard doing it short. Yeah, there's only like probably three people, three or four people I know that are my height or shorter that made it to the NBA. So, <laughs> how tall are you? Just so I get a perspective here. I'm, I'm about I'm about five nine. Five nine. Okay, yeah. you got like Muggsy Bogues, who is five three. Yep. Uh, then uh, Spud Webb. Yep. Who is about that short? Then I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's probably losing like five seven. And then, what, Nate Robinson, who and both of them won the dunk contest too. Uh, yeah, at five seven and five nine. Yeah, so I used to actually look up to those guys because like they were little, you know. So 
Like, exactly. Yeah. Right? It's like the underdog. You gotta he gotta root for them. Yeah. Even if you don't like their teams, unless they're playing your team, it's kind of like okay, I'll, I'll root for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to wear Earl Boykins' number because Earl Boykins he's five foot five and he wore number eleven, and I wore his number because I was little too. So like you know, same thing. Fair yeah. enough, man. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, Michael Jordan, he got he started wearing the number 23 because his brother wore 45 and he wanted to be half as good as his brother. Oh, really? I never heard. We all know how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why, like, after he came back, um, came back, he wore number 45. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up a Bulls fan, so I know I know random trivia about. uh, about all sorts of crap. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So um where will people be able to find this album, man? Uh everywhere. Uh digitally. It's gonna uh, be digitally distributed everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Title, anywhere where you can stream or buy music digitally. Um it'll also uh be live on my website, cjsoul.com, um, where you can buy the physical copy of the CD and a vinyl as well if you if you're into vinyl. Uh so all right. Yeah. <laughs> Final is cool. I'd have to get I'd have to get a turntable to do that. But you know, yeah. Uh, even even one of those old little Fisher Price turntables. <laughs> that actually would be probably more cool than like one of those Urban Outfitter ones or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually have a friend who has one from when he was a kid still, and like he he'd like play like a Guns N' Roses record on it and be like. Wow, that actually sounds kind of good still over that, you know? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, shit. I totally forgot where I was going. I got I got distracted with the uh Fisher Price record player. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's get back on track. So, now you've been working on this album this album for how long? Uh about 3 years. About 3 years. All yeah. right. So, what has been the hardest part of putting this album together? Um, getting in my own way has been the the biggest thing. How so? Um, uh, just being consistent, and I actually stopped doing music for about a year, year and a half, and so like I, I it's it was crazy because it wasn't even like it was a conscious thing that I I stopped. Like I didn't realize that I wasn't doing it until yeah. like until when I started doing it again, and I was like, wow! Like when I, I started doing it again, I was like, I missed this. I miss going to the studio. I miss creating. I miss, you know, this feeling, you know, and I realized that I missed it. I was like, what? I, <laughs> I mean, wow, I, I really haven't been doing it, you know? And um, so I had to like reevaluate my life and make certain sacrifices and, and things like that. So it's, it's pretty crazy because this all happened pretty fast, you know, and over the past few months is when I realized this happened and then, you know, cut things out of my life and then started doing other things and, implementing um things to make myself healthier emotionally spiritually and physically uh okay yeah and it just completely like my life took like a complete 180 and everything just started to fall in line i started um i was going to the studio more often i was actually working on my projects and and my songs and you know because i'm an engineer as well so i'm you know I, i mixed all my songs and everything and so i was working on everything and then everything was ready to go. And I was like, well, I need to actually put it out. And so I put together a list of goals. I wrote them down. I put them on my wall in my bedroom and uh, just started checking things off as I go. And 
it's been really good for me. So I'm excited. Uh, album drops Friday. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. So when this comes out, your album will be available. I'm actually, it'll be actually, uh, this comes out, will come out on Tuesday. So like your album will have been out for a couple of days. Couple of days so yeah. uh, now, now is the time to go check it out. What, where, where can people get it again? Just uh, throw it out since we're talking about the album again. Yeah, you, know, you can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, basically anywhere we can digitally buy or stream music. Uh, you can also okay. get it on my website, cjsoul.com, if you want to get a physical copy on vinyl or CD. All right, cool, man. Get that vinyl crackle. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, just... I, I heard you say you made some changes like physically to for more health. What were some of those changes that like kind of helped propel you or what were some of the biggest ones that made a difference? Um, well, I, uh, I did this thing It's called a 10 day smoothie cleanse. Um, okay. And I'm not really one known to do cleanses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I've always been like health conscious you know? Um, yeah. You know, like I know, I know what I'm eating. I know what I'm putting in my body, even if it's not healthy. I'm like, Oh yeah, I shouldn't be eating this, but I'm gonna eat it anyway. Like it's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and so, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And so I, I kind of, I kind of let myself go a little bit and I was getting a little bit out of shape, you know, cause I still hoop. And, uh, okay. Yeah. So like, I noticed I can't, my movements on the court aren't what they used to be. Uh, you know, so I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm too young for that to be a thing, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, so I, uh, I had to change that. And, uh, so I, I started going, I had a gym membership. I just never used it. Like most people, right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, you didn't go for a couple of weeks and like, I should really be going to the gym, but you don't, <laughs> you don't, you just don't. It's taking 40 bucks out of my account every month for no reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But um I went through that. Yeah. So so I had to actually start using my membership. Um and you know, what good is going to the gym and working out if I'm gonna be, you know, eating chicken tenders and burgers every day. Uh so um what what I did was the 10 day cleanse to help me transition into more healthier eating habits. Uh and it helped me a lot. I actually lost about sixteen pounds in that in that 10 days uh, in 10 days in 10 days damn it was crazy and mind you i was working out pretty hard in that time too so uh <laughs> it was a trip uh and then and then I, what i ended up doing i i took a week off and then i did it again <laughs> and okay yeah and then uh, so like in about a month so now time, you're like 37 pounds <laughs> exactly yeah i lost about 20 <laughs> 25 pounds and i'm like okay this is cool so and now my eating habits are just a lot better like uh, I like I drop soda. Uh, I, you know I don't eat a lot of sugar and things like that. I eat a lot more healthy. Yeah. You know so and I feel better. So it's good. Yeah, I've pretty much for the most part I don't do soda anymore. Like I actually switched. Uh, basically, just substituted coffee for soda a lot of the times which yeah. you know i don't put a whole lot of cream and sugar in my coffee so yeah you know it, it's healthier it gives me a little bit of energy maybe makes my hands shake a little bit but you know <laughs> yeah it's all good 
Yeah, I mean, don't give me a scalpel for surgery. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right on. So that's good, man. You took some steps, and they all kind of snowballed into progression, and you're finally getting to the point where you release it or just release this album, "Beat of Your Heart," on Friday. Available yeah. now. Yeah. So. Uh, what would be some advice that you would have for people who are looking to get started in the music industry? Um, well, uh, since I'm a rapper, like I can, I can speak from, or just an artist in general. Um, you can be as specific or inspecific as right. you want about genre. Yeah, uh, I mean, not so much about genre, just about getting started. Like you actually have to get started, right? Um, like if if your thing, yeah. if your thing is rapping, like you know, start writing. Even if you don't have beats, like, cause when I first started, like I would download beats, like just so I can write to them, you know? And then eventually I started making my own beats and stuff like that. So, but like, just go on YouTube and, you know, find some instrumentals and just write or, you know, and, and just hone your skills. Uh, you gotta, you gotta actually dive in and, and, and start doing it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Right. Huh? So, just getting started doing it that that is the first step right obviously you need to do something was there something that held you up from doing it or Um, was it easy for you to start oh it was pretty easy for me to start um you know i just uh i wanted to write you know and so you know it was just about me finding music to write to and so i would find songs that i like and i was like oh i'm gonna write something to this. I'm going to write something to this. And I just keep writing, writing, writing. And, uh, and things just flow. The biggest thing, uh, I know a lot of people talk about writer's block or, or, or things like that. Like they don't know where to draw inspiration from. And I think the biggest thing is, yeah. um, to get out of your own head, uh, when it comes to creativity, because, you know, the creativity flows through you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very spiritual, uh, with, with how I live my life. And so like, uh, for me, it's about letting go. Uh, that's the best way that I've ever found any sort of uh, balance and control in my life is by actually surrendering and letting go of the idea of controlling everything. Uh, And once that happens, then everything will start to kind of just flow and you can kind of just pick, pick and choose like out of all the things that keep coming your way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So how, how, how do you, give up control like how like it sounds so counterintuitive in a way but <laughs> it, it makes sense but it sounds counterintuitive it, you know it's like i want more control by giving up control yeah and I, so <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's definitely a practice you know um like this is i mean it's, it's a constant practice too right because it's natural for us to want to control everything Right. And we and we and yeah. we worry about things. And so like we're like, oh, man, is this going to work out if I do this? Like, oh, how's what's the outcome going to be? You're always worried about what the outcome is. And you get lost in in wondering what's going to happen as opposed to like, you know, being in the moment. And when you're in that moment, that's the that's 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 the sweet spot. That's the zone. Right. Like an athlete talks about, oh, how's it feel when you're in the zone? Like, that's the zone when you're in the moment and you are free of thought um it's a meditative state you know and uh um when you when you when you capture that uh you recognize how that feels then you can tap into that whenever you want to and that's that's how the creativity flows and that's when it flows the most where 
like you know for me personally when i'm in that in that moment in that zone then it's it's like the pen just keeps moving without me even thinking about it you know right on man right on but okay you mentioned writing writer's block though so when you do get into a position where you're like or maybe you don't but i'm sure everybody experiences it from time to time Mm -hmm. is there a certain trick you do to let go uh, or to try to not focus on writing so you can write or is that how it works um it's it's really about just letting your pen move um okay <laughs> i had a mentor uh when i was younger and uh he took he did a workshop a writing workshop and uh i'll always live by this and i always tell people this whenever they when they talk about writer's block there's no such thing as writer's block okay it's, it's a myth <laughs> it's a myth and and what it it's a mental thing. It's a, it's a, it's an internal mental block. And so once you recognize what that is, then you're able to kind of just let that go. Like you, if you don't really, if so, if you don't believe in something, it's not going to, it's not going to be able to affect you. Right. You know, um, cause it's not there. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, when, when that time, because, but there are times where you feel like you're not, particularly able to write the way that you want to or the way that you feel that you should be able to write, right? And so when that happens, uh, for me, it's about just just writing whatever it is that is in my head or whatever it is that, it, that I am feeling and just letting the pen actually, because I actually, I, I still write on pen, with pen and paper. Um, okay. Know, most rappers, like, or most people I know, like they write with, you know, the MacBook or their phone. Keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I, 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 it's a very, well, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a very, um, it's a physical and like spiritual thing for me, you know, like the movement, the energy uh, of actually, actually writing. Um, so and it flows better for me that way. Uh, and so for me, it's just about actually letting words get to the paper, right? And then not worrying about like not assessing it and oh, how good is this or or what is this punchline? Is it? Is it? Is it? You know this metaphor is it is it is it good or is it is a whack or like you know stop judging it so much when you're when you're while you're in it when you're writing let it flow yeah. out and then once it's out then you get to go dissect it you know All right fair enough yeah you know what's interesting hearing you talk about writing like uh, song lyrics kind of reminds me of writing for stand-up comedy in a way you yeah. know it's like Will this metaphor work? Will this work? Will that work? Or like, oh, is this going to be funny type thing? Or is this going to land the way I want it to? Right. It's kind of, in a way, that I, I, you could be a comedian saying the same thing. So this advice kind of goes cross, it, cross forms of art. Yeah, I, I think it applies to pretty much any aspect of life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it really does, you know, like, and when I, when I realized that, like, I... I I try to take the same approach to everything that I do in life. And, you know, and the biggest thing for me is where, where everything comes from. Like I, I live from joy. Right. And that, you know, joy, love, that's the core of my being. It's the core of who I am. And so when I live from that and that comes from within me and comes out, then it, you know, that's what inspires people. And that's, you know, what continues to inspire me to, to, you know, to do that. And I live in joy. So like, it's not about, pursuit of happiness because I, I live in it i live in joy you know okay all right 
Nice, dude. Nice. I got one more question about your writing process, and then we'll roll on to the next one here. Yeah. But when you were sitting there writing on days where what what you want isn't naturally coming to you, have you ever come just kept writing and just come up with something that was out of your wheelhouse, but like it worked perfectly or worked out on a different level? Um. Yeah. I mean. Like, oh, like, 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 what do you mean? Like, as you're writing on some, like the way you normally write, all right? Writing about yeah. the subject matter that you normally write and how you want to flow or how you want your metaphors to work out. But you aren't, that's not coming to you that day and you just start writing something else that you think like, oh, well, I wouldn't normally write this way. But at the end of it, you look back at it and you're like, oh, wow, I actually wrote that, you know, that. That could be used for either whether it's not a song, it could be used for like a a story or a poem or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean I've had I've had situations like that where yeah, it's it's, it's not coming out the way that I want it to, or it's it's you know, something feels like a, a, like there's some sort of obstacle in the way, right? Um but sometimes like I've had songs where <laughs> I've had songs come together in pieces that I didn't even write for that particular song. Uh, <laughs> like I've written a verse for one song and then I go and write a verse for another song or another project or something like that. And then turn around and write this other verse. And then like, but they all for somehow come together and create one song, even though I wrote them separately and <laughs> they have nothing to do with each other when I'm in the moment of actually creating the songs. But then when you bring it together as one song, like, whoa, it's perfect. It makes sense. And it's like, nice. yeah, so I've had those kind of things happen. Um, and like, I just recently wrote a song actually uh, where um, I wrote one, I wrote one verse and I wrote the hook and I started to write the second verse and I'm like, man, I can't really like, what is it that I'm trying to say here? Like, I don't, there's nothing coming out, you know? And then, um, I was like thinking about it and I'm like, man, I'm like, oh man, I just wrote this verse for this other, this other thing. And I was like, man, let me go back and, and then I wrapped that verse to the music that I was writing to and it just fit perfectly. And nice. Yeah. And it was, it was like half of a verse, but it, and then I just, well, I was able to use that as like a seed and everything else is flew, you know, flowed so perfectly after it. And it was just. I ended up finishing the song like right away. Nice, nice. Yeah. You gotta love it when things just uh, seem to fit and come together, uh, even if you don't like, even when they aren't intended to be with you know the other thing. It's like, oh wait, it's it's got to be like stream of conscious or something like that. Like you're yeah. kind of thinking about the same subject back then when you wrote that and thinking about it now, but just in a different way, mm-hmm. and it all like comes together and like weaves in like perfectly yeah you know i think that goes back to to releasing and let it go you know and things kind of just fall fall in line you know there you go there you go man so um now what are you doing currently right now cj to uh promote yourself in this uh new album coming out um things like this (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) things like this uh I'm, i'm setting up other you know you know other appearances where I, I come in and do interviews, uh, getting on, on blog sites and having, you know, different blog, hip hop blog sites, do articles about me, um, performing, um, uh, doing basically 
anything that I, that I can to, to, to get the word out. I'm, you know, personally hitting people up. Hey, check this out. Like, you know, like whatever I, I gotta <laughs> do uh, to, to get the word out on, on this album. Cause it's, I, it, I feel like it's an important album. I feel like, um, you know, and I'm actually, I'm really excited about it. And <laughs> so it's, it, I think it's going to be something good. Yeah. Right. And is there anything on social media that you're doing as well? Like uh, maybe a trick or like a strategy for social media that you have? Um, I just, I just want to be consistent. Uh, that was always a big thing for me with social media because I was never really that into it. Uh, <laughs> and now I find myself like always on Instagram and always checking my, 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 um, my insights and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, like I do, I do like promotional ads on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. Uh, and try to make sure I post something, some sort of content, uh, at least once a day, even if it's just like, even if it's just like me on my story or, you know, what I'm doing today and, you know, talking to people and interacting with people, uh, cause of, you know, just trying to build up my engagement, you know? So, yeah, definitely, definitely. I need to I need to work on the regularly posting as well. Like I posted about shows, I post about, you know, interviews that I did, stuff like that, but to do it daily uh along with everything you else have to do. It sounds like something very easy to do, but uh it's easy to it's also easy to forget to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it comes back to that point like, oh, what am I gonna post about? Almost like posters block for a minute or whatever. whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it. I think I might have coined a new term. I'm not sure. There it but... is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just being consistent and do you do a lot of like live stories and stuff like that or? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was, when I just did a show um, about a week ago, two weeks ago and uh, leading up to the show um, we were rehearsing like every night basically. And, you know, that was on my story. Every, every rehearsal, like, Hey, we rehearse, you know, come out, come see the show, you know, like, you know, and like seeing and showing people, you know, what's to come, you know what I mean? Like we had a band and we were, you know, rocking. It was crazy. So like, like you're going to want to come see this, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. definitely so. get out here and kick your own ass if you miss this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So now in your 15 years rapping, what would be a highlight or two that uh, you care to share with the uncontained audience? Doesn't have to be the highlight of your career, but you know, a highlight or two that you want to share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess uh, one thing uh, back in 2008. Uh, okay. I was a part of this group at my church. Uh, we called ourselves the Joy Ensemble. We were like um, teens and young young adults. I think I was about nineteen at the time, uh, and we uh, we covered a song that was written by Will I Am. Uh, okay, for the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, uh, it was called "It's a New Day," um, and we like performed it at our church. Uh, one day, one random Sunday. <laughs> He happened to be in the congregation, <laughs> and really, when, yeah. When word got out that he was in the congregation, our director came into 
the room where we were in, pulled us all out of the room, threw us up on the stage, and we performed that song. And <laughs> and he saw it, and he loved it, and he took part of the the actual choir, part of the children's choir, and us, and formed this big, they called it a multi-generational choir, uh, took us to the recording studio, recorded the song that's known as uh, America's Song with uh, David Foster, uh, Mary J. Blige was on it, um, Bono, and Seal, and also Faith Hill was on it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so we recorded that, and then he took us up to, to D.C. that January of 2009 for Barack Obama's inauguration, and we performed with him at the uh, the Green Ball, the Huffington Post Ball, and the Neighborhood Ball. Uh, so Damn. Yeah, that, that was a crazy experience. That, yeah. <laughs> so... So did you get to meet Obama too then or we unfortunately did not get to meet Obama. <laughs> but uh it was it was it was a lot. Like there was there was a lot of people backstage that we either like encountered or met or got to talk to or whatever. Like it was it was a uh, it was pretty deep, man. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh man, that it that's that's impressive, dude. Like starting out just covering a song for your choir, Will I Am sees it. He's like, dude, that's awesome. Taking you to the studio, record it, then you're performing in front of the president and uh wow. That's yeah, dude, that's yeah. that's quite a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> I was just happy I got to vote for the man because that was the first time I was eligible to vote for him. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to vote for the first black president. Great. Oh, snap, we're gonna go over there and see him. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd happily vote for him again too if I if I could. If we so. could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get in all that. But yeah, I'll I'll leave politics alone yeah, for a little exactly. bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, man. So I got a couple more questions for yeah. you here uh before I let you get on your way for the night. But um when you are performing or somebody listens to your new album, what do you want them to take away and remember about your album? Like what, what feeling do you want them to get when they listen to beat of your heart? Um, I want, I want people to feel good when they listen to my album, when they listen to my music and when they come see me perform. Um, I want, I want, you know, joy. I want love. I want that, I, that sense of, you know, camaraderie, unity. out So that's uh that's a big thing for me. I just want to bring like I I love bringing people together. Uh no nice. matter what that means. Uh uh so you know, I create music to to have fun, uh to have a good time to to dance, to smile, to laugh. Uh so like those are the kind of things that I want to do, especially when I perform cuz that's that's my favorite thing about what I do. Like I love every part of the process, the, the writing, production, mixing, mastering, you know, recording, all of it. Um, but my favorite, favorite, favorite thing is on stage, the lights, people in the crowd, it's energy. This, like, I don't know, there's nothing, oh, yeah. there's nothing like it, you know? And uh, so, and when I'm up there, like I get to actually have that interaction with people, um, I, you know, and uh, it's, a, uh, you know, I want to be able to make people laugh with certain things or like, do do certain things that are memorable. Um, there's definitely there's, there's times where 
I might single a particular person out in the crowd and and just and rap to that person or you know or give them something or anything to to be able to like man like I loved watching CJ Soul like that part was so crazy so even when I give some like for instance there was a performance I did where um one of my songs I like I noticed a girl right and so I, I had a rose and I take the rose from out of my jacket and and give it to give it to her if she's in the audience and so like and I noticed like when I did that everybody else was like all the attention was over there they were like oh what's going on what's going on I was like oh snap they're like yeah so I like I like to have those kind of moments where things, yeah things happen and so it makes it makes it really memorable yeah yeah there's nothing like that live performance where you get that instant uh, feedback from the crowd you know yeah. that instant energy and that's just it's it's definitely a high right there when you yeah. uh when you get that you keep buzzing for a little bit once you step off the stage <laughs> yeah sometimes it lasts like like three days you know <laughs> yeah 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 man that's that's quite the feeling right there when you're up on stage i <laughs> i actually have just one more question for you cj okay. uh before before we get out of here but first before i get to that question one more time where can people get a hold of you where can people get a hold of your songs uh, what's your little corner of the internet yeah man uh you can find me on all social media at i am cj soul uh i post on instagram probably more than anything else <laughs> so like if you want to know anything about what i'm doing uh, if you have Instagram, chances are you're going to figure that out. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, and then my music, my album, Beat of Your Heart, is available on all digital streaming outlets, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Amazon, uh, TikTok, wherever you, wherever you go to, to stream or buy music. Also on my website, cjsoul.com, where you can buy the physical copies, whether it's a CD or a vinyl, if you're into vinyl. All right, perfect. And if you send me those links, I will go ahead and put those in the show notes so uh perfect. so everybody can uh find find you and find your album uh with these. It is out now and um so go download it, listen to it, enjoy yeah. it and uh feel good. All right, CJ man, it's been great having you on today talking about the writing process, talking about how you got into music, talking talking about, you know, what you want people to take away from your music as well. But it is time for that one final question, the title question of the show. CJ Soul, yeah. How do you live uncontained? I I like to live my life uh as I said earlier through through love enjoy and everything that I do comes from that. Uh, and so um, whenever there's anything that, that I want to do that or, or that I want to accomplish, um, it's always about uh, setting that intention, knowing specifically what it is that I need to do. Um, once I know what it is, um, the how will find itself. I just go, I go out and I do it because it's, you know, it's kind of like Nike says, just do it. <laughs> and it sounds so simple, but, and, you know, it's not always easy, but it is very simple. And the an idea of, of how life works and how, how to live uncontained. Right. Uh, you know, Hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's just love. And, and if, as long as I, uh, 
I'm constantly um, in in my truth and I stand in my truth and stand in my love and my joy than anything else that happens. Uh, you know, it, it holds no weight that, you know, like I, I keep going, I keep going, I keep doing what I got to do. So. Nice. Nice, man. All right. Thank you, dude. I have one final thing for you to do. Yeah. And that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight, CJ? Yeah, man. Uh, so, <laughs> yo, once again, my music, my album, Beat of Your Heart, is available now all digital streaming outlets and on my website, cjsoul.com. Uh, yeah, this is CJ Soul, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to CJ Soul for coming on and uh, sharing his story with uh, with me here on Uncontained. Now, I did I did have to do a little uh, fact checking after the show because when we were talking about Michael Jackson having having the number one selling album of all time, I could not remember for the life of me who it was that overtook. Michael Jackson. It's actually the Eagles. It's one of their uh, greatest hits albums that overtook it. And then then it comes Michael Jackson number two, and then the Eagles again, and the number three best-selling album of all time. So I knew I knew somebody replaced the King of Pop, but I couldn't remember who. There you go. Now you have an answer for a trivia game or question coming up tell somebody at the water cooler or you know whatever if they have water coolers anymore uh anyway i'm rambling thank you for listening and uh until next time live uncontained